Um, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our friend Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, do you have Valentine's Day all squared away? You good to go? Uh, you know what? I, Jake, I could maybe use your help. I don't think I'll ask Gordon because he's in the doghouse. I've been listening to you guys today, and I don't know what went down, but I, I you know, I, I don't know what's going on. But I'll have, yeah, I may have to lean on you. All right, buddy. Gordon, Gordon just made some comments. Gordon, I don't know if you want to repeat them, but uh, there were some comments made on air last week, Bowler, that were that were controversial inside the Mons- Monson. Mm, yeah, but yeah. see, but see, Bowler, as you know, <laughs> you know the depth of communication and love between my wife and me. It was like it took all of about one minute to get it all straightened out. You know. Oh, so, so all is good. The depths of oh. your love have uh, have been able to make this you survived this particular uh issue or issues yes i i i said sorry i that came out wrong i i didn't mean it that way and she said i love you bowler <laughs> and all is good all is good now. all is good all is good <laughs> oh, man. oh boy oh boy oh my all, uh, all seems to be well in Jazzland. I've asked this question to a couple of folks over the last couple of days. I want to ask it to you. That Pacer game was not pretty. You know, it was an ugly no. game, but they had to kind of grind one out. Uh, Donovan Mitchell kind of brought an extra energy to a team that was a little tired. They played defense. They rebounded hard. What, is it, what does it say about this team that they could beat good teams in different ways? Well, you know, in a short period of time, Jake, it's it's a great conversation to have because I didn't sense panic, and I listened to you guys on the way home, and I think you guys kind of echoed some of those thoughts, you know, Tim and you, and and I, I you know, I think Donovan has said it well, even on that three game road trip, which by the way, three games in what sixty four plus hours, yeah, yeah. come on, that's that's a huge undertaking, especially with you know the situation at hand with COVID and the seventy two game schedule, but I didn't sense panic. Um, look, this is the way this team, I think, understands themselves even better this year is that, uh, you know, leads come and go in this league. Runs happen all the time, but it's how you, you know, you hang, uh, you hang in there and finish. And I've just been impressed with the way that the Jazz have had no collapse in the sense of, you know, the Denver game, look, it's going to happen. And, you know, the win streak comes to an end. And Denver played incredibly well with Jokic and Jamal uh, Murray. But, you know, what, they've, what they're doing now, they're winning on the road. And that's difficult all by itself. And I've just been impressed with the way they've been able to pass the ball, hit the threes, not panic, uh, been able to hold off runs, and then answer back with runs of their own. And this team is playing incredible basketball right now. I mean, it's, uh, it's fun to watch extra passes the three-point shot they still play some old style defense and so you still rank uh last time i checked top five in both offensive and defensive you know ratings um that's hard to do by the way in the nba and to be in those two top categories uh is difficult and the jazz right now they still haven't turned a lot of heads nationally i'm not sure what's going to go down tonight uh this game is nationally televised i wish we were there but it is uh, one of those uh, sit-on-the-bench nights for me, which I, I never like. But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out on the national stage. Bowler, uh, we've been singing the praises of the Jazz just like you have. Answer me this. Do uh, do the struggles that Rudy Gobert has been having worry you at all at the free throw line? I mean, he, he that, that mm-hmm. uh, come playoff time, that could come back to bite the Jazz. 
Absolutely. Uh, sure it does. And I think you can kind of see a little trend going with some coaches now. If he's on the floor, they're going to foul him. And they're gonna, he's going to have to prove himself again that he can be a more consistent, you know, free-throw shooter. Uh, you know, you need one of those coaches uh, to understand why players, you know, go high and low uh, with free throws. The same with shooters who go through um, highs and lows from outside, the, you know, on the three-point line. But, you know, Rudy, he, he, you know, he's going to get to the line because of the way he plays. And I don't see that changing. Now, Quinn's going to have to make decisions in closing time, close games. What does he do? Favors is a better free throw shooter. So does that impact, you know, his closing rotation? I think we just have to kind of ride this out and see if Rudy can't fix it or if, you know, Quinn has to make some tough coaching decisions uh, down the stretch. Fuller, in the next six games, the Jazz will face three out of the four best teams in the Eastern Conference. They'll face Miami, and then they'll get the Clippers twice. What, is, what do you expect to learn from this team during this difficult stretch? Well, I think we've kind of said this off and on through this early part of the season that, okay, we'll, uh, we'll get a, a really good feel <clears throat> excuse me, of what the Jazz going to be like during this seven-game stretch. And then the Jazz say, wow, you run off 11, then you lose, and you win four. Um, you know what, Jake? Uh, this week, luckily, you know, at home, can the Jazz, who have reestablished themselves, by the way, in this early part of the season, um, their home court. And look, there's 3,000-plus fans that will be in the building tonight. So that does help. And I know the players, you know, enjoy having – you know, jazz fans, jazz nation back in the house, as small as it may be, but at least it's a, it's the right, the first step of getting back. But I would think that you again, have to take advantage of your home court against these teams. Look, Boston's been beat up somewhat. Uh, the bucks, we know how good Giannis and company are. Uh, you still have to play the Clippers twice on the road with a day off in between. So as you just laid out these next six games, I think, you know, we should know, a lot more even though we know what this jazz team is and they're really good at three the three-point shot but can they can they sustain that type of um i guess it's consistency is what i, I guess is the word i'm looking for can they actually go in on the floor each and every night uh take a run from the celtics or the bucks over the next couple and see how they respond and do they answer back on their own and that's what i want to see because great teams don't don't let runs impact the the final outcome. I think we're, we kind of saw some of that uh, on the, the last three road games. And you said it, grind out games. You know, I, and Donovan said even in the past, uh, the last couple of games, uh, they may have lost that game, Jake and Gordo, last year. And I, I can't disagree with him. Um, so, you know, we've seen the Jazz lose big leads. I'm just anxious to see if they have enough confidence continuity and also i think they do have the depth by the way uh to overcome some of these runs that uh you know teams are gonna are gonna give them i want to get back to some of the fundamentals bowler uh pat riley said no rebounds no rings how much does it surprise you that the jazz have been so so good at the uh at cleaning the glass and they have attacked the offensive board the way they have yeah it's a great uh it's it's a, it's a great plus faves has done a great job in, in just short minutes, but also I think Royce O'Neal is at another level. Uh, he's fighting Gobert for rebounds, so that's uh, kind of fun to watch, to be honest. But, 
you know, he's hovering around seven-plus rebounds a game and obviously shooting the three incredibly well. But, you know, Jake and Gordon, I think he's been a real plus. I feel like this guy has just a, an incredible amount of confidence given to him by Quinn and the rest of the team. And, you know, his defense, a little spotty early in the season, but I see him just, he's picked it up. And, um, you know, he, he takes on the toughest brand each and every night from the opposing team. But I think he's a big part of that. And also what Rudy's been able to do, still dominating the boards at nearly 14 a night. And D Faves chips in what we thought he would. And, you know, nothing against Tony Bradley and company, but they, Derek just knows where to be, right place, right time, and has great hands, great touch. And uh, he's a vacuum as well. Bowler, it, it certainly seemed like they missed Mike Conley against the Pacers. How tough is this Celtics going to be without him tonight? Well, I, you know, we saw what Donovan can do when he really is the centerpiece of, of ball handling. Um, but I think the Jazz Jake still are built for multiple ball handlers, and that includes Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Bogdanovich in some, you know, in some sets. So as much as he's in, I tell you, and you have to talk about Mike from a year ago, it's an amazing thing to see a 14-year pro, I think, actually improve his game. That just doesn't happen in my mind. I've asked some other guys, you know, around the league, you know, after 10 or 12 years, man, you're just kind of on autopilot. A lot of times, look, they don't want to take coaching. They've been there. They've done that. But Mike is still open uh, to finding out what he can do better. And I really got to applaud him for being that type of player and that type of leader. But to get to your question, of course, the way he's been playing, even shooting the three, uh, more pressure, obviously, on Donovan and Joe Ingles. And what Jordan Clarkson has been doing of late is just out of sight. I have more fun watching a Jordan Clarkson when he's on the floor, and I think the, the fans and, the, and, the, and his teammates do too because I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Um, or, or a remarkable talent. But he's going to be a big factor in this game tonight again too. I think he's going to be that way every night. Um, and what I'm getting to, I guess, Jake and Gordon, is that even though the all-star status lies on Donovan and Gobert, don't you sense, though, again, this is still the, the old-fashioned team concept that has been built by, I don't know if it was purposely done, but the way that Joe responds and the way these guys inter, you know, interact with one another, they have their own goal as one. There's not like this individual accolades that are going on. They come, it's great. But this team really is um, old school in some ways. And maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but that's my observation from my chair is that I don't see a lot of guys, you know, around the league hugging and high-fiving each other 24-7 when they're playing, but they enjoy each other's success, and I think that's what makes this team special. Bowler, of all the things that you've seen out of this team this year, what's the most surprising to you? Uh, Conley's reemergence and his confidence, um, I think that jumps at me first. Second is Clarkson's ability to – and we saw it last year coming in halfway through the season after the trade with Cleveland. But, you know, Gordon, he made the decision to sign with the Utah Jazz. Uh, he could have jumped to a lot of teams. But I think, again, the camaraderie and the system that he feels, the comfort level that he feels, is another uh, important factor in the outcome of this season. Uh, and then bringing favors back didn't surprise me. I thought he'd just kind of jump right in like he has. Uh, could he play more minutes? He may down the stretch and as jake alluded rudy's you know free throws could play a factor down 
you know, the, the second half of the season if he doesn't improve. And you never know. Free throws in a playoff series are vital, critical. Um, but I think Mike Mike's play at 14 years in this league, I, I didn't expect that much of a jump where he looks so confident and confident not only with his playmaking skills, but also he's improved his three-point shooting. So I'd have to kind of lean to Mike and also just probably looking at Royce O'Neal, who stepped his game up another level on the defensive end and also rebounding. The guy's got a lot of energy. He's a tough guy, and um, he's hard to beat right now. So, Bowler, last thing from me, and uh, I want to ask you about your Chiefs, but this is just a a curiosity question. Are you the type of guy who gets grumpy when your team loses? Were you grumpy (laughs) Sunday night? You know, I was was kind of – I was disappointed. I didn't like, you know, go hide in a – you know, go dig a dig a hole and go hide in it. But yeah, I think I was more frustrated because you know I saw. And I'm not look. There's no excuses here. I'm going to say straight up. Brady and the Bucks had a game plan, and they they stayed with it. And Brady picked uh, the Kansas City defense apart. But I also saw fault with the O line was injured, uh, and they just the pressure came on Mahomes. He ran. I'm guessing an extra three miles during Super Bowl. You know, 55. Uh, the toe, I guess he's going to get operated on tomorrow, but he still he was he played a gutty game. Um, they negated Tyreek Hill, and that's you know compliments the Spagnola D coordinator, I believe. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was a remarkable job by the Bucks preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs that used their speed to beat their opponents, and they've done it all year long. And then I thought that the penalties were a real big factor, uh, and the Chiefs hurt themselves all night long in that category. And I thought the defense just never could get to Brady. That was my biggest thought, that the old guy would not be mobile enough to get out of pressure, but the Jazz, excuse me, the Jazz, the Chiefs never really put that much pressure on Tom Brady, and he was able to do what we thought he would do or could do, and that's, uh, you know, throw the ball downfield, and he found Gronk not once but twice. Um, I was disappointed. I really was. I thought it'd be a better game overall. And instead, 31-9, and the Chiefs never found the end zone, which really was the most probably surprising um, fact of the whole game. Well, Bowler, I want you to know that I was feeling your pain. And uh, Jake was ridiculing all Chiefs fans, including you. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 was, really? I, was, I was feeling. Uh, you were feeling? You were yeah. Feeling. yeah. Well, Jake, I think Gordo picked the Chiefs. Did he not from the get-go? He did. Yes, he yeah. did. And stuck with the favorite the whole way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I tell you, from a perspective of a loss, you know, it's hard to win to. Uh, I read a, a whole long story about stats, and it's true. I mean, just that make that makes you – the wonderment of a three-peat is even more, you know, it makes you just sit back and, and, and think the greatness that occurs in a three-peat and the difficulties of winning back-to-back. But think about winning three in a row. My goodness. But hopefully this is a motivator. You know, look, the Chiefs were the team, and everybody had their eyes on them last year. Mahomes has been an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. you got to stay hungry. And I think the Chiefs will probably see some flaws and things they have to fix, but this team isn't going away in my book. I mean, they still have speed, they have weapons, and they have an incredible young quarterback. But give big, give Brady credit, man. I, I can't believe he's got five on one hand and two on, you know, two on another. I mean, that's just remarkable. But he was precision-like, 
and uh, and a pro's pro uh, all the way. Are you ready to pronounce him the best football player in uh, the history of the game? You know, this this we need more time for this discussion, but I love it. And it's the same with NBA. It's the same with Major League Baseball, hockey, whatever you may, you know, college coaches, what have you. It's always a great discussion because, you know, Jake, I don't know where you're at with this, but Stockton Malone are Hall of Famers but never won a ring. And, you know, where do you put them in the history of the second-time all-leading scorer? And John Stockton, as a, you know, Gordon and I have had this forever, the pound-for-pound um, you know, discussion at, at 6-1, 180, and then labeled as the dirtiest player to ever play the game, you know, which is kind of comical in some ways when, uh, when you think about it. But I, I think it's a great discussion. Rings do define greatness, and it's hard not to say Tom Brady in the National Football League is the greatest to ever be behind center. I mean, seven titles, seven Super Bowls. Um, I know there's others that will disagree, and some will agree, but I, I think it's a great discussion to break it down. Um, there's been some great ones who laid foundations. Terry Bradshaw, you know, the, the, the Steelers, Joe Montana. I mean, come on, the 49ers and, and Walsh. Um, man, there's been some great football teams. Lombardi and Bart Starr. I mean, these are going all – but those are the guys that laid foundations for where we are today. But I can't imagine trying to win seven titles, seven Super Bowls, seven – World Series, whatever it may be. So, you know, for right now, the GOAT status, I guess, yeah, it lays right in the front of Tom Brady. Because I didn't think he could do it with the Bucks. you know? I don't think a lot of people did. Uh, but it is his talent and his poise in the way he plays the game. But he, he was able to use Gronk to his advantage. Everyone thought Bilicek is a genius. But you know what? Look what. Guess what? He could do it in Tampa Bay, too. So um, that's impressive. To jump a team in one year, make it to the Super Bowl, that's that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Bowler, you, you used a word there that uh, we'll have to discuss this at a different time. But, man, it is so meaningful. The more I've watched sports through many, many years now, and I know you've watched just as much, but that word poise goes a long, long way, and it really is the difference oftentimes between what's really good and what's great. It's like, it's like your show. You know, it's like who has the most poise during the four hours of broadcast, right? Well, if we're talking about the, the word poise to describe somebody, I don't know, Bowler, but poise, the uh, the brand of adult diaper wear? I don't know. I might go with uh... – <laughs> was that a bad joke? I'm sorry. I was, thought it was out of bounds. Was no, much. but, you know, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think poise is the separator, right? And experience is another one. I think Mahomes will be back. It's tough to get there, by the way, not only once but twice. But it'll be a real challenge for Kansas City to plug a few holes, you know, make a few signings, make some decisions on who stays and goes. That's the beauty, by the way, of the NFL compared to the NBA. They're not guaranteed. So you can make, you know, roster changes. Uh, You know, they keep their signing bonuses. But in the NBA, once you make that, put the pen to paper, that's the big commitment. And in the NFL, you can uh, you can change things around pretty quick, and we'll see what happens with the Bucks. Who wants to be paid? Who stays? Who goes? And Brady, I guess himself, didn't he, Jake, say he was getting ready for the next season uh, yep. yesterday? I think yep. it was Monday morning. He was going to get ready for next year. So you know he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think he'll be, he's uh, getting ready to hit 45, uh, which is or 40, yeah, 44 going on 45, somewhere in that range. Let's just say this: he has a magic formula somewhere or the fountain of youth in his backyard, because uh, it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. 
Nope. Well, Bowler, thank you so much as always. We'll miss you uh, on the television broadcast tonight. But, uh, hey, enjoy your night off. You've earned it. Yeah, I'll be watching. Uh, and I'm back at it Friday night against Milwaukee, guys. Uh, had a great show today. I listened to it all. So uh, uh, I like uh, I like the banter, I like the discussion, and uh, some really interesting topics. You are such a stud. Yeah, well, Bowler, text, so me during, text me during the game tonight. I want to know what your thoughts are as it unfolds. You, all right, you got it. I will. All right. Thanks, Bowler. You're the best.